Okay, good night. Tomorrow night is Simchas Torah. I want to share with you tonight the story of Simchas Torah. In 1940, there was a family named Foxman. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Yosef Foxman were blessed with a child who they named Avraham. And they knew that the Nazis were taking all the Jews to the ghetto in their city in Branovich, and they knew that there wasn't any future for their for their son. And so they decided that they have to put, in order for their son to survive, they have to put their son in the hands of the nanny that they would hire to watch their son. And they asked their nanny to please take care of their son and to make sure that he remembers his origins, make sure he remembers that he's Jewish. But the nanny didn't really care about his Jewishness. In fact, the nanny uh, raised his child as a full Catholic, not only as a full Catholic, but as an anti-Semite. The nanny told this child, Abe, Abraham, that whenever she called the child Henrik, and she said, whenever a Jew passes, you have to spit at him, spit at the, at the Jew. And this is how he was raised during the time when his parents were taken away during the Holocaust. But miracle of miracles, five years later, his parents survive, and they come back, and they want to take their son back. But the nanny doesn't want to let go. The nanny says, this is my child. I have legally adopted him, and I'm not letting go. And so the parents have no choice but to take her to court. They take, they take the nanny to court, and at the court there is the nanny, there is Yosef and his wife, and the priest, the local priest. And the priest is explaining why he believes why the child belongs with this Catholic, with this Catholic mother, Catholic adopted mother. And the parents explain why this is their biological child, and they, this is their child, and they want their child. And there's discussion back and forth, and the judge decides that uh, we're going to ask this five-year-old boy to decide who he wants to be with. So the imagine a five-year-old kid. What does he know? And the judge. That's what, but that's what the judge ruled. We ask a five-year-old kid. He wants to go with a nanny. Go with a nanny. Ask. Wants to go with the parents. Go with the parents. It's up to the child. But this little um, this little boy he had no knowledge of his parents. Imagine that, you know being asked to go to, to, to some strangers who say that you're a parent and you're only five years old. What do you even know? So the parents asked for permission to have the child for a couple of days, just just for a couple of days to be with their child. And the court gave permission for a couple of days so they could be with be with their child. And during those few days that they were with their child was Simchas Torah. In Vilna. After the war, Vilna, this, this, the main synagogue of Vilna had seen many, many better days. But unfortunately, after the war, there were 3,000 survivors, and they came back to their town, and they wanted to celebrate Simchas there. Their shul had seen many better days, but they had what they had, and they celebrated in the shul. So on the way to shul, Yosef Foxman is walking with his son, and his son, the, his, the nanny had dressed him, of course, with the cross, and take and he's walking with his son to the shul. On the way to the shul, they pass by the church, 
And out of respect, as he was educated, he crosses himself in front of the church. And who passes by? Not more than not less. The priest, the local priest. And the priest tells the boy, he knows the boy, he knows what's going on. He was in the court. He says, remember you're a Catholic. Don't forget you're a Catholic. They go to the show. And in the show, there were these survivors. A few Jews who survived and would celebrate, came to celebrate. But there were no children. The only child was this five-year-old boy, Abe Foxman. And there was one Russian soldier who had survived the war. He was dressed in his military uh, clothing. And, he's, and he sees this boy. And he says, he says to the father, he says, could I please take your son on my shoulders? I've been walking, traveling, so many different places throughout the war thousands of, of miles. I have not yet seen a Jewish child. It's the first child I'm seeing in such a long time. Can I please put him on my shoulders? And the father says, of course, he's proud. This is my child. Yes, take him on your shoulders. And he takes him on his shoulders. And for the, all of the, the uh, this, this community, this, this not really community, these survivors, this boy for them was like a safer Torah. And they dance and they sing all night with this child. The day after Simcha's Torah, they have to go back to court for the final verdict. So the judge asked the five-year-old boy, what would you like to do? Would you like to go back to your adopted mother, the nanny? Would you like to go to your biological parents? What do you want? So the child said, Abe Foxman said, I want to go to the Jewish church. He didn't know that Jews don't have churches. He said, I want to go to the Jewish church. And the judge asked him, why do you want the Jewish church? So he said, because they love life. They're so happy about life. I want to go to the Jewish church. And the, the parents were awarded with their child. You may have heard of this, this Abe Foxman. Abe Foxman later um, was very touched by his own life story and dedicated his life to not only finding Nazis, but also to raise awareness about anti-Semitism and to protect Jewish children and adults from, uh, from any type of uh, estrangement to their heritage. In fact, Abe Foxman kept on sharing the story of his life anywhere he could. It's an amazing story. What he didn't know was that this Russian soldier that he had met that night in Simchas Torah also shared the story. He shared the story also with everyone he knew. This, this, um, this Russian soldier later became a rabbi in the city of Detroit, Michigan, Leo Goldman. So Leo Goldman and Abe Foxman kept on sharing the story themselves, but they didn't know each other. But many, many years later, 60 years later, 2010, they, the Abe Rottenberg, Abe Rottenberg, famous Jewish composer, he made a song about, about the story. And because he made this song, so they both found out about each other, and they ended up meeting, a few years before, they bo- before, um, before uh, he passed away, he met the Russian soldier again. You can imagine, there's a video of how they meet together, and how they say with a full heart, Thank you, God, for allowing me to reach this occasion, allowing me to have this moment of life. That's the bracha we're going to say tomorrow night, and of course, the night afterwards, the night of Simchas Torah. It's actually customary on Simchas Torah not to... Some people, when it comes on every holiday or every Shabbos, they don't want to say Kiddush themselves, they want to hear Kiddush from someone else, but on Simchas Torah, it's customary to make Kiddush yourself, and not to rely on someone else's Kiddush. And the reason is because you need to personally thank Hashem, Shechiyonu Kimonu Lugman Azeh, and you need to thank God for reaching the time of Simchas Torah. What exactly are you thanking God for? 
what what happens in Simchas Torah? What happened to this boy in Simchas Torah? How did his life change? And what's meant to happen in our lives when the day of Simchas Torah arrives? There is a famous teaching in the Medrash about the power of Simchas Torah. Throughout the holiday of Sukkot, we offer many, many sacrifices in the temple. There's a total of 70 sacrifices offered throughout the holiday of Sukkot. And these 70 sacrifices are meant to bestow upon all nations of the world a blessing and refinement and purity to lift up all nations of the world, to elevate the world. But on the last day of the holiday, we bring one sacrifice only, one bull, one ram. And the Talmud gives an example, gives a parable to explain what exactly happens on the last day of the holiday. Talmud says, there was a king who had a good friend, and the king made a big party. And everyone's celebrating, everyone's happy, amazing party. But then, then the king told his closest friend, he says, everyone's leaving, I want you to stay one more day. It's hard for me that you're leaving. Stay with me just one more day. That's what the king said. The king is God. We're his people. God made this celebration, a celebration that affects all the nations of the world. But then God tells us, I want to have one more day with you. And the language of the Talmud is, God says, Bo'o uvenagalgel Timsa, which loosely translated means, let's, let's roll together, let's party together in what we'll find. That's the words of the Talmud. But what does one more day help? If, if we're going to be separated, if the king and his closest friend are going to be separated, why do they want one more day? Simple way you read the story is that it's hard to leave, it's hard to depart. And therefore they just said, well, let's, let's just celebrate one more day. But the truth is that the king's words are not about just one more day. The king is saying, I want to do something on this day that will cause us never to part. You see, in the words of the king, he doesn't say it's hard for us to depart, to depart, to separate from each other. It says it's hard, it's hard for me, your departure. What, why do you say your departure? The departure the king, God, is referring to that happens after Simchas Torah is departure of Jews from each other, of Jews separating from each other. Everyone goes back to their grind and their own business and to the business of life. And during the holidays, we're so together, we go to the synagogue and we celebrate. But now when the holiday, holiday finishes, there's a separation. Everyone, in the language of the, of the Torah, everyone goes into their vineyard, everyone goes to their fig tree, Everyone does their own thing and they're no longer in that, in that mode of up-togetherness. So the king says there's one more day. That one more day has the power to bring everyone together. Why? Because what separates us? It separates us that we all stay in our own egos. But the joy of Simchas Torah breaks the boundaries between us and each other. And automatically, it breaks the boundary between us and God. Because when we're together, God is with us. As we, as we say every day, three times a day in our prayers, Bless us, our Father, always one. When we're always one, our Father blesses us. We're with God. So that's the power of Simchas Torah. But the question is, why Simchas Torah? Why, what does Simchas Torah have in it? What kind of joy is there in Simchas Torah that's able to affect that we shouldn't separate from each other? What is there on this day that happens that brings us together, not just on that day, but to continue on the rest of the year? So the truth is, Simchas Torah celebrates the second tablets. When God gave us the Torah, it was a great celebration. But then, 40 days later, there was a sin of the golden calf, and there was a separation. And because of the separation, the tablets broke. Not just the tablets broke, but the letters departed from the tablets, and there was a total separation of, of us and God. 
But then God decided on Yom Kippur to give us another chance. He decided to give us the second tablets. But the second tablets can break too. What's so unique about the second tablets? Just like the first tablets broke, the second tablets can break too. And the answer is the second tablets can never break. Because the second tablets are not about us connecting to God because we understand, because we feel, because we like, because we don't like. The second tablets are about the power of the connection of a Jew and God. The second tablets are an expression of the unshakable bond of a Jew and God, that no matter what happens in the world, a Jew and a God, and a Jew and God are one, and there's nothing that can tear them asunder. And that's why that one day is a day which we see in the world a unique kind of celebration. We see Jews who don't come to Shul a whole year, not even Yom Kippur, but on the day of Simchas Torah, they feel they want to be there, they want to be part of it. There's something there that touches us so deeply. And that's why this day is associated with the eighth day of the holiday. Why the number eight? In Judaism, eight is connected to the, to the infinite. Seven is connected to the finite cycle of the days of the week. There are seven days of the week. But the number eight is about the infinite. It's about the infinite bond that you have with God. And that's why on this day, there's, you see, you feel that we're not, on the day of Simchas Torah, a Jew doesn't feel like he does the whole year, that he is a body who has a soul. On Simchas Torah, you feel the opposite. You feel that you're a soul that has a body. You feel the, the, the joy of God's connection with, with us in a way that's, that's, that has no, no limitation, in a way that can never be broken, in a way that goes on and on. And therefore, the Torah says, Hashem, the king says to his beloved friend, please stay one more day. That day isn't just one more day. That day is a day that reveals in the world the bond we have with God with such joy, with such a celebration that can never, ever, ever be, be broken. My grandfather, Bifogum Lal Vashon, was by the, the previous Rebbe's uh, synagogue on tonight in the Hishana Rabbah. Hishana Rabbah is called the Day of Great, Sal- Great Salvation. Today, when we celebrate and we pray and we ask God to give us all of our heart's desires for good, especially the main thing that each of us is asking for is the Great Salvation, the coming of Mashiach. So my grandfather... It's customary tonight to stay up all night and till midnight to celebrate and to dance and after midnight to say the entire book of Psalms. So, oops. Okay. So my grandfather was born the first floor of 770 and the Rebbe had just visited the previous Rebbe and he came down to the first floor and he said to my grandfather, Ich hab jetzt gewen beim Schwer. I just was by my father-in-law. My father-in-law said, Hoishana Rabbah is Gemara Toiv. Hoishana Rabbah is about the complete good. Tov Shamayim, a spiritual good, the Tov Labriyes, and good for the world. Tomorrow night is Simchas Torah. That's, those are the words of the Rebbe. Tomorrow night is Shmini Atzeres. It's a time revelation of the soul and the God. You show in the language of the Zohar how the Jew and the, king, and the king are alone, how the Jew and Hashem celebrate in a way that, that uh, never could stop. And tonight and tomorrow, we are empowered to bring down the salvation of the coming of Mashiach, to ask God for the real salvation, because tonight's Ushpiz and the guest in our sukkah tonight is David HaMelech and Rebbe HaShab. So we ask Hashem to send us tonight the David HaMelech and Mashiach, and Chas Hashem Mashiach is delayed, 
Tomorrow night is a celebration of our infinite bond with Hashem, the connection of Yisro Malkul B'chodai. May Hashem bless us all that we should see Gemar Toiv, total goodness, Toiv L'Shamayim, Toiv L'Abriyas, a spiritual good and a physical good in a way that that ends all of the problems of the exile and, the begin, and we start to feel the goodness and sweetness of the coming of Mashiach. A good maid and a good yantif.